0: What's up? It's your pal, One gets thought, I guess, and this is The Bar's Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. We took a two-week break from Dixar, but we're going to return to this series now, and we're going to focus on, yes, Toy Story. This episode is going to include human-on-human porn, toy-on-toy porn, and yes, human-on-toy porn. I try to avoid humanized AU's Because here on The Bar is Low, we like seeing what creative things people can do with non-human anatomy or their lack of creativity. It can sometimes actually be more confusing when they don't try to change anything, as was the case with the Cars episode. However, uh, there are some fics in which they do transform into humans partway through. Most people do seem to agree that toys don't have genitals, which, yeah, makes it kind of difficult to write porn in them. So there's gonna be a little bit of humanization going on here, but I tried to keep away from that stuff. And I also, before we get started, I just wanted to quickly mention that there are several crack that I found out there called You've Got a Friend in Me. Emphasis on the in. But let's get started because I've got a variety of stuff planned out for today. Good, bad, straight up weird, and everything in between. Let's begin. So this first one is about Jesse and Woody getting married because Bonnie, the new owner of Annie's Toys as of the end of Toy Story 3, need I remind you, because she said so basically. Buzz is the priest and he's just like, you know, totally not jealous at all. Is he jealous of Woody? Is he jealous of Jesse? Is he jealous of both of them? We're gonna find out. Bonnie has Woody and Jesse vigorously make out because I guess that's how weddings be. I've personally never actually been to a wedding, so I can't critique this person's realism or lack thereof in this particular instance. So then she sends them up to the attic to have their honeymoon in a dollhouse. She's like, yeah, I'm like four years old, but I kinda know what sex is cause my parents don't supervise me while I'm watching TV. It's not full sex because I mean, Yeah, she is four. She doesn't really understand it, but she kind of makes them go through the motions. And she leaves them up there in the attic and things are super fucking awkward and tense between them. She does come back, but not for long enough. And oh my God, (laughs) this part kills me a little bit. Okay, it kills me a lot because her grandfather comes up when she leaves. He has them have kinky sex because, like all y'all fanfic motherfuckers, he thought about what Woody and Jesse got up to in that TV show of theirs that they're in. So he's, you know, not gonna write some erotica like a uh, like a normal person. Can I say that? Oh well, like a relatively normal person. He's gonna make these toys acted out because he's grandpa. I mean, I understand it if this was like an older brother in the midst of his sexual awakening, like trying to understand why he's suddenly horny all the time. But it's her grandfather playing with their toys, pretending to make them fuck. My god. <laughs> After that, Jesse and Woody are like, well, fuck it, this is just too awkward. Let's get the fuck out of here and try to escape, but it does not work. Bonnie does come for them again, and they realize, oh fuck, we really are married. Like She needs for this to be a longer arrangement than this whole honeymoon thing, because she wants them to have a kid, and she's like, boom, pregnant. And apparently you know, they're gonna have a kid, however that works. Don't worry, it's actually not kinky. They just get a baby doll that's it meanwhile buzz and the other toys are out searching for woody and jesse and he manages to find them but when he gets there they're having a good old time relaxing and laughing and they're like listening to a music box they're feeling a bit better because bonnie did come back and buzz is like well no point rescuing someone who's like already rescued alas freaking grandpa he must make his return so that he can make them fuck each other some more because Oh my god! This time he takes pictures on his phone because he wasn't being weird enough already. And yeah, Buzz is there watching because things can always get worse. That's what it's all about here on the Barlow. Things can always get worse, but Buzz decides to help him out. He calls up Grandpa from, I guess, their landline, and he's like, "Yo." Quit molesting those toys. You're wondering how I can see you and what you're doing? This call is coming from inside the house because this is a horror movie all of a sudden. Grandpa like freaks out and once he flees the scene, they just throw his phone out the window. They all have to have a talk once everything settles down, and they get back to the main room with all the other toys, cause Bonnie's apparently gonna, like I said, get an app- appropriately sized baby doll for them, and they could be like a real married couple with a kid. However, Woody and Jesse decide that they want Buzz to be part of the family also, so they're like, let's do a three-way marriage, and Buzz is like, is that even legal in the state? But you know, there aren't laws about toy marriage, so they all kiss and enter a polyamorous relationship. And that was that fake. The grandpa then killed me. Oh my god. Buzz calling him and telling him to stop being so lewd actually sounds like something that would happen if sexual content was going to be allowed in those movies. So does the bickering between Jesse and Woody and them getting over it and then everyone making up. That also sounds like some shit they'd get into because there's always infighting, I guess. This was really uncomfortable to read, but in a sort of weird way, I appreciate it. And this next one kind of comes after the last one. I'm going to read it like that anyways, because it's by the same author and Bonnie does get that new- Baby doll. She's like, Jesse's your mom now. And also, yes, apparently Woody and Buzz or in a steady relationship or something. So, this new toy is a little dude called Robin Red. He's a shy fellow and he's been looking for Woody. It takes about a week for him to confront cr- him and be like, hey, I have a secret. I'm actually Andy. He gives a bunch of anecdotes to prove it, and then he reveals that he needs something from Woody, and it has to do with the special playtimes he used to have with him, if you get what I am saying. So Woody has to invite Buzz along, because he doesn't want to cheat on him, and, you know, they're kind of a couple after all, I guess. And then Andy magics them all into human form with no explanation whatsoever. And they're all like, wow. We can actually take off our clothes. We have penises. We can finally have sex. So Andy watches them bone for a good long time until they invite him, too, to join in. He's just having the time of his life. He's just wanted this for such a long time. And like oh, it's so like awkward that Buzz is kind of like in character with the space pilot whatever thing he does with the the orders he gives. That's that's his pillow talk. So yeah um but regardless of what you might think this is just being horn without plot i mean it kind of is but there are like feels in this and he's reflecting on his relationship to them and their relationship to each other and all that and they awaken very angstily the next morning and he's like i wish my whole life could be like this and i guess they go to fuck some more with the little time that they have left my real takeaway from this a, a question i have really is What the hell was the logic going on here? Because let's talk about Andy's plan. He has to turn into a toy, get Bonnie's aunt to buy him, get her to give him to her as a present, find Woody, convince him that he's Andy, tell him that he's there to get fucked, hope that Woody will agree, and then transform himself and Woody into humans via mechanisms that are never given an explanation beyond just magic. I understand that if you want to get these three characters together, it might be a bit difficult, but I think there was a way to do that without the whole Andy turning into a toy thing that made no sense and never got explained. In conclusion, what? The logic and motivations behind the narrative confused me. I kind of like that there were like kind of emotions in it, and the ending was kind of angsty, but what? So we're gonna head into actually some more lighthearted stuff right now, crackier stuff, if you will. So this author here has a ton of Toy Story fic, but instead of covering the same pairings over and over on this episode, I want to change it up. Cause this is a conversation between Woody and the chatter phone. It is phone sex. With a phone they don't literally fuck they just dirty talk each other it, it, it is phone sex except they are not using a phone to communicate one of the participants literally is a phone it's kind of amazing actually the writer theorizes that the most sexual parts of the toy are the pull strings by the way and oh my god Shatterphone asks asked what he is a toy friend i'm i'm dead i'm dead it's a really short fic Kind of interesting. I know I'm going to be back for this author in future episode because they have lots of other Disney stuff. Let's see if my somewhat positive view of them holds up. Probably not. Gotta keep that bar low. This next one. Apparently the guy who posted this fic found it written on the walls of a bathroom stall and I'm just going to read it. One day while Andy was masturbating, Woody got wood. He could no longer help himself. He watched as Andy stroked his kawaii cock. He approached Andy, which startled him and made him pee everywhere on the floor and on Woody too. Being drenched in his urine made him harder than ever. Woody Andy Sempioi. Andy oh Woody Chan, I always knew you were alive. (laughs) I want to stuff you up my kawaii ass. Woody grabbed a bunch of flavored lube and rubbed it all over his head. Woody, oh my, it's cherry flavored lube. Cherry is my favorite. Woody shoved his head into Andy's tight ass as the other toys around the room watched intently as Woody shoved his head backward forth into Andy's nice ass, continuously making a squishy noise. The other toys also became aroused, and they all gathered around Woody and Andy and started to urinate all over them, and then they started to masturbate andy oh my goodness woody chan you're churning my inside so well your nose is stimulating my (laughs) prostate. your nose is stimulating my prostate oh yes all the other toys became so aroused by this that they could not help themselves anymore they pushed woody completely inside and they all went inside all of them wanted to be inside andy's nice around and ass andy no wait god, my ass cannot hold us much i'm getting so full all of the toys went inside of poor squirming andy and pretty much he was beyond full and died from having his insides completely damaged the mother came inside and found andy dead with a huge ass he marged on us with a huge belly full of toys So the moral of this story, really, is that you're never safe from bad porn, no matter where you are. I mean, I don't know how true it was that this was written on a bathroom stall wall, but you're never safe. You're You're just never safe. Let's get to our next selection. This fic was never finished, but it's atrocious enough to share. Porn intros, who needs that shit, when you can get right into it. Oh, this wasn't even written, ironically. It's just bad. The writing style is just badly written. Like, this author does not know about capitalization or punctuating your damn dialogue, which, for me, is the clearest sign that someone can't write. Punctuation within the quotation marks is always the first thing I take out when I write shitty on purpose. However, the grammar does weirdly get better over the course of the fic, but by no means is this well-written at any point. So, I guess, uh, wedding bells are just... Fucking one day because it'd be like that sometimes and this person has some insight into toy anatomy let's just talk about this little sentence fragment his batteries gleaming in anticipation so to me that sounds like the equivalent of a human's kidney gleaming in anticipation that is a really weird thing to be sexual about but i mean they don't have dicks gotta be creative there but can you control how his batteries look? Can you look at a battery and know if it's horny or not? Is it a functional body part where it's something analogous to a pussy getting wet? I just wanna know what makes batteries give off the vibe of anticipation. So Buzz's equivalent of sex is of playing with the springs and the batteries in his back. However, for Woody, I guess it's being caressed where a penis would theoretically be. It says that Buzz gives him the release he had been craving, but how? How do you do that when there's no dick there's no explanation for this it sounds like he would have had an orgasm but that's impossible apparently also lilbo peep has been watching their steamy plastic sex and she wants in. does she have a pussy i mean it implies that she's masturbating but because buzz doesn't have a dick i assume that the other toys also don't have genitals either but who knows so far it has seemed to imply that both woody and peep have genitals but not buzz however Little Bo Peep never makes an appearance again. I thought they were going to go somewhere with this, but they didn't. Maybe they were planning on it later in the fic, but it was just never finished, so they didn't get to it. I I don't want to overestimate this person's understanding of storytelling, though, so it was probably just some random thing. But believe it or not, this fic actually is going to start to have a plot, because... They're getting it on one night when a mysterious toy witch, belonging to Andy's sister apparently, approaches them and promises that she can make sex 20 times more pleasurable for the both of them. No, it is not by joining in. She casts a spell on them that makes them human. So they're like, what the fuck just happened? And they try to get the other toys to help them, but they get caught and Andy starts screaming about the strange men in his room, so they run away the police find them the next morning sleeping in a park and woody's like look behind you a missing child and they run away and this is actually where this was discontinued i wonder exactly where this was going and how many offhand things they would introduce that would never come back what the hell was going on with little bo peep i thought that was going to come back but it didn't probably never would have and the witch was so random if you're just going to magically transform them let's get some development like some exposition some explanation what was her motivation for doing that? Did she just want to help them? Because they overlooked a crucial fact that would be there are weird men in this house. Did she want them gone? Maybe, she was just tired of their, their groaning, uh, so destroyed her, sh- I don't know if toys sleep. I'm just gonna say sleep cycle. I thought there would be more porn this actually, but they were like, oh hey, let's try for a plot. It kind of felt weird. All right, our next one is actually kind of meta because this is a fanfiction about Andy reading erotic (laughs) fanfiction. So, here he and Sid are apparently in a serious relationship because I I guess people ship them. The two of them have been talking about marriage and children, so Andy has also been thinking of his childhood toys. Yeah, sure, he gave them away, but he's going to want his kids to have his two favorites, so he looks up buzz and woody and he finds some fanfiction. <laughs> it's not something he's familiar with really he's just like hmm this will be probably tame much like mainstream literature but no it's porn really what did you expect andy it's always gonna be porn and he finds himself actually getting turned on by it and fanfic writers be giving themselves too much credit here because he gets a boner and starts masturbating to the shit and i i've always wondered actually How many people really do jerk off to fanfiction? And if you do, I'm judging you just a little bit for not watching porn of real humans like a normal-ass person. I have read a handful of comments on the fix that reveal that one, yes, may have ejaculated or definitely did come to a specific piece of work, but that's it. I just want to know what proportion of fanfic readers masturbated this shit. Not if someone came once to it or something. Like you'd think that running a podcast mainly about erotic fanfiction means that I've found things sexy, but that is absolutely not true. To be fair, I read the shit to suffer, not to get off to it. Very rarely have I found erotica actually erotic. You're all terrible at this. Honestly, you're all terrible at this. So Sid wakes up and he's like, Andy, the fuck? What, you're, you're getting off to, to this, of all things. <laughs> Whatever, nerd, let me blow you. No, you can't read that while I blow you. So Andy says, and I quote... Come on, there was that time that I let you tie me up in front of the full-length window in our friend's house, and fuck me while I called you daddy. You owe me. Sid's just like, fine, I, I guess. And there's this parallel porn thing where it switches back from buzzing woody fucking and then Andy getting a blowjob. I, props for creativity and how meta this is? I have never seen this level of self-awareness in porn that is not crackfic. Good job? But okay, let's get to our last selection of the day. Did you think you were safe from incest simply because this is not a fun for the whole family episode or even an avatar-themed episode? You are wrong. This is actually not porn without plot. Not quite anyways. There's a little more to it going on that should at least make it a little more interesting. This pick is about Sid and his sister Hannah. It doesn't really even feel much like Toy Story because it's strictly human-on-human. There's little mention of toys at all, really, but here in The Barlow, Low, we talk about incest a lot. That's a major squick for me, and we do love a good rare pair, or a bad rare pair, too. We like those, too. We like talking about those. So it's hard to pin down an age for Hannah, but this takes place five years after Toy Story 1, so Sid's 16. It also says that she's a teenager, so I would guess that she's 13 here. So not only is this hinged on the theme of incest and abuse, but it is about Sid being diagnosed as a psychopath. Is this concept explored properly and in-depth? No, not really. Maybe if this were told from his perspective and not Hannah's, it would be. And we could get him doing all this psychopathic stuff that doesn't involve sexually abusing his sister. So it starts with him getting his diagnosis and he's just like, yep, I just got diagnosed with psychopathy. I have a psychopathy. No, you'd be diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. That's like the official medical name for it. So she starts having this weird dream about him being in a straitjacket. This is what causes her paranoia to start acting up when she's around him. You know, not the whole being diagnosed as a psychopath thing. Look, I've had weird dreams about people I know in real life, but it doesn't really affect things. I've had a sex dream about someone I wasn't even attracted to, and then we had to sit next to each other for an hour and a half the next day. It was only a little bit awkward, to be honest. Dreams don't mean shit, but being diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder kinda fucking does. That doesn't necessarily mean that you should treat someone differently once you find out that they're mentally ill in fact fuck people who do that it it can be a really shitty thing to do but a psychopath would not give a shit anyways but base your fears on real life that's what i'm saying of course we have to work that incest because that's what this fic is really about so we have to make it clear that this attraction is vaguely mutual because she makes a comment on oh yeah my brother is hot now that he's older in her internal monologue God why so one day she has to ask him to drive her to her ballet recital, and he's being a dick as he is wont to do, but there are clear sexual cues that let you know exactly where this is going. First, he's shirtless. Second, she has to shower and change clothes. Third, she accuses him of washing her dressing. And fourth, she needs help lacing up her bodice on the back of her tutu. And it is from here that the rape originates. It isn't a very graphic or lengthy scene, but they don't exactly do the fate to black thing. It is just basically him violating her while she cries and he says that he always gets what he wants so i guess she passed out and when she comes to she's like it was all a dream oh no it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't a dream fuck oh mom sid told you that i fell down the stairs and that's why i'm bleeding and have all these bruises yeah i guess i won't actually tell you what happened i'm not really sure why I think that she would have the upper hand on him because he's a, literally a psychopath, and they would believe her instead of someone who compulsively lies, like a lot of psychopaths do. He has no trouble lying, and they did get that right. Nonetheless, he's a super one-dimensional character. A psychopath can make a really flat and boring villain, but they can also be interesting because they can put up a charming facade, but also just not give a shit beneath all that. This fic is supposedly about him being a psychopath, so you'd think they'd explore multiple facets of his personality, but he doesn't have multiple facets of his personality he's just angry douchey he isn't capable of putting up that facade he's just one-dimensional so don't lie we all know this is pure incest rape porn for you author a bit later she's still not recovered and her dance instructor is real fucking dick about it like the instructor's like if you're not perfect just fucking stop come back here when you stop sucking. Whereas something better to say would be, I think you should just rest up. I don't want you to make your injury any worse. If you push yourself, it's just gonna put you further behind in the long run. Dance teacher's probably also a psychopath. Hannah's just not getting abused enough, I guess. So Sid walks her home from her dance practice to freaking make out in public and hold hands cause he said so. Their parents leave for a bit and we have to make it clear that she's attracted to him physically. They told her to check if he was taking his meds, so she fucking hand feeds him because that's the only way he'll agree to take them from her. And then, oh, looks like she's freaking getting into it because, just like in last week's episode, this was a major theme. If you rape her, she'll want it next time. Fuck that. Honestly, fuck that. They're just sending such a terrible message. Like, oh, yeah, everyone secretly wants to be raped and makes it okay. No, that's worse to me than just writing a straight-up rape fic where they never want it. Because I feel like you're acknowledging that it's fucked up if you're writing just straight-up rape fic like that. But getting into it in the middle is like just a kind of fucked-up perception to have. It tells me that you're not really self-aware enough to know that rape is fucking bad. So yeah, she gets into it actually and allows him to fuck her out of her own free will, because fuck this. At the school next week, the guy she likes asks her out, or at least she used to like him, because her need to be raped by her brother is making her other attractions fade. I guess that's what happens. Sid is, like, super possessive and just slams this dude against the wall, because she's his, and he escorts her back from school. He's apparently stolen some contraceptives for her. Good for him, I guess? Um, we always support birth control here on The bars Low. Uh... Where condom kids have safe sex, but apparently their parents come home from work early one day and see them making out on the couch, and they're like, "Well, you're, you're bo- you both need therapy. What the fuck is happening?" So they kick Sid out of the house, but she does continue to see him, and their relationship does become healthier. But I mean they don't fuck anymore. Let's talk about the story on a whole though. This author had to do some research on these concepts and their lack of knowledge kind of shows i mean as a psych major and someone who's spent a lot of time with therapists and psychiatrists i'm still not the most qualified person to be talking about this stuff but i'm sure as hell more qualified than this person let's talk about the psychopathy thing they didn't explore this this was just an incest fic not an exploration of this character and of the relationship incest fix actually can be good even though they're like inherently gross if you use it to explore a relationship but they did not do that, they just focused on him abusing her and not any other dimensions of his psychopathy or their relationship. It being told from her perspective only really decreased what we were seeing, made him more one-dimensional. And yeah you can't cure psychopathy but to get you functioning at a societally acceptable level you're not just gonna need meds you're gonna need a whole lot of therapy which psychopaths are not gonna really like and you think that his parents will be more watchful over him once he gets the diagnosis because when you're diagnosed with something your psychiatrist will tell you like yeah here are all these things you can do to help your loved one and make sure they don't fucking get into trouble But they don't do shit, they don't even question Sid when he tells them something, such as how she apparently fell down the stairs, you think the first thing they tell you is that psychopaths lie, and then they would also have experience with him lying, so why the fuck aren't they asking her what really happened there? They're just shitty parents, I guess. Hannah's mental state, I'm pretty sure she was also mentally ill to get into that. I think it was just the author being a sick fuck, but it seemed like she had Stockholm syndrome almost, but it took a little time to develop the key to getting your victim to like you is being nice to them every once in a while so that they hold on to their hope. So they didn't do shit to make her like him. And their depiction of therapy, they got it right that if you want medication, you have to see a psychiatrist, not a therapist. But things said to a therapist are said in confidence. The psychologist is not allowed to tell her mom that she fucked her brother because that would be a breach in patient privacy. Exceptions can be made if you're threatening to hurt yourself or others, but that was not the case here. You would not tell the mother that on bad post op this was just an excuse for you to write incest porn that revealed nothing about Sid's character or his relationships try a little harder to cover that up next time maybe or just go full shameless that seems to be the the preferred path of many people so today we covered honeymoon by the trees grow odd robin red by the trees grow odd toy phone sex by ashley ben love Deadly Pleasures by an unknown author, but it's posted by the Review Master. Take me Woody by Pug by the Ocean. Rated M for mature by X Once in a Dream and Broken Doll by Natsu-Z. There's no spaces in any of those usernames. The Bar's Low is on Instagram. You can find us at the Bar is Low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us so you know what's coming up next. As always, I'm your pal one This is the Bar's Low. Thank you for joining me. That's all for today.